Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. As always, a pleasure to be here. I love doing this with you. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. I am eternally grateful for you uh, taking the time to tune in and just hoping to add some value to you. I'm excited as always. I think I do say that every time. Uh, I'm excited for our guest today. Uh, I just enjoy talking to new people, meeting new people, and just learning from them and all their wisdom. And today will be no exception. I'm positive. We have with us, let's welcome everybody, Brian Whitehurst. Now, Brian, um, he's, a, he's a partner and CEO at, at his company, Control Digital Marketing. He's an entrepreneur. Currently, he's a fiance. He's a dog dad. He's a Niners fan and much, much more, which we'll find out over the next 10, 20 minutes. So with that, Brian, welcome to Why Not Me. Uh, fill in anything that I left out, please. Oh, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, those are the big things. I'm a fiance, I'm a dog dad, and I'm a Niners fan. Go Niners this weekend. So I'm excited about the game this weekend. Uh, I do live in Jacksonville Beach. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a been an entrepreneur, full time entrepreneur for about eight years now. Prior to that, I worked in sports medicine for 15 years. Did the whole corporate world thing. Um, you know, worked for the big man. And, uh, just, you know, kind of one day I just decided not to work for the big man anymore because I was tired of it. So, um, just kind of ventured on my own on a whim and a, and a faith and a thought. So, uh, it was, you know, <laughs> sometimes I, I can be very unpredictable sometimes. Um, I'm a very spontaneous person, as you can tell from me just dropping a, a guaranteed six-figure salary and just wanting to do my own thing. So, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about my field of digital marketing. When I decided to do it, I self-taught, taught myself everything I needed to know, but I knew one thing that I, I could do was sell it. Sure, sure. So yeah. you, you, you described that transition as on a thought and a whim. What uh, was it? Yeah. Was, there, was there any fear, any trepidation, or you're just like, Let's go. Uh, always fear. It, it, you know, if you're not, one thing I've learned is if, if it's not scary or you're not scared, it's not a right. It's not right to do it. Um, you can never be too comfortable in doing something. There's always a fear factor involved in, in starting anything new. Um, it's not normal not to be fearful or it's not normal to not be scared to do something that's brand new. I mean, you know getting engaged again was, <laughs> was scary for me because I swore up and down I would never get married again. But, uh, you know, here I am. Found the right one. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. I'm excited for you. Yeah. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. So if, if, if everything should be scary, at least on some level, um, how do you, how do you manage, manage that? How do you manage the fear? What would you tell somebody else? I run across a lot of folks where, you know, the, the, the fear keeps them exactly where they're at. And it could be as simple as, you know, they know they need to pick up the phone and make 10 cold calls today. Heck, they may be 10 warm calls. It could be they need to, need to call an existing customer, but there's something inside of them that makes them think, well, do they really want to talk to me? And then that voice gets bigger and then the fear keeps them from doing that. Or it could be, you know, I, you and I were talking earlier, you just came from the gym. It could be fear just to step over that threshold into, into this world of fitness and health and vitality. But for whatever reason, no matter how wonderful they know what's on the other side of that door is, they're afraid to get a, get over the threshold. How do you manage your fear and what would you tell anybody listening? Uh, one thing I've always told myself when I was scared to do something is remember where I came from and remember, you know, my, how I was taught, um, you know, growing up and the, the things that I learned from everybody to get to the point where I was actually had the guts to break away from that ball and chain of the corporate world and doing something on my own. Uh, I always knew I wanted to do something on my own. I always knew I would end up being a business owner at some point in life. But taking that big step, I mean, it took me five years to take that big step. Like I wanted to do it five years prior to doing it, but I was kind of scared to do it. Plus I had, you know, I still had small kids at the time and I was wanted to make sure they were taken care of and, and stuff like that. So that always weighed in as a factor. But the biggest thing to overcome fear is actually just to do it. Uh, sometimes you just have to like, you know, sometimes you just have to jump in that cold pool for it to get warm. Um, mm. You know, and it's how as scary as that thought process is. Once you jump in and you warm up and you kind of reflect on everything you've learned and know that you're confident and you're self-confident um, about doing what you're doing then it slowly, that fear slowly goes away. It never fully goes away, but it does slowly go away eventually. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> so something you just said, um, you knew you wanted to do this. You're going to break out of corporate. Um, when we first started the conversation, you talked about doing this, going into business on a thought and a whim, which, which undoubtedly that's the way it started or that's what you did. But then it was a five-year lead up to, to, to actually doing it. And I, I'm, I'm only pointing that out for, for our listeners that may think, well, I've been thinking about this for two years. It's too late now. Or I've had this on my mind and I don't know why I don't, don't do it. So maybe maybe it's not meant to be. What I just heard was, no, no, maybe it's just not the right time today, but tomorrow it could be. So whatever that thing is, whatever that whim, that thought, that dream, hang on to it. And when it's time or Maybe not when it feels like the perfect time, but yeah. even even with the fear, then go ahead and step into it. Does that sound Ex accurate? Yeah, exactly, Todd. So one thing I learned from listening to you know a, a bunch of great influencers, uh, one of my favorite influencers and that I learned a lot from was Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, his, his thought process, it's very common sense. It's very real world. And one thing that I learned from him and that I still live by at, to this day is that you have one life, so why not do it? You're never too old or never too young to start something new. Um, just do it. Like we live, we live in a, the most opportune world uh, with technology. Uh, it has it good and bad things. Yes, we can say that. But you know what? 
the opportunities that we have in front of us to go out there and start a business are, you know, a thousand times more beneficial than the alternative. Um, you know, back when I grew up or back when we grew up, I, I feel like we're about probably close to the same age and um, is that we didn't have technology. You know, if we wanted to start a business, we actually had to start a, a business and, you know, do it, the grunt work and, and build and, you know, our marketing was knocking on doors and talking to people. And, and if we had to sell a product or service, it was, you know, you had to go knock on doors. You know, it wasn't anything where business was just handed to you or you could send a, you know, a post out or send a mass email or something. And it goes out to a million people or a hundred thousand people or whatever your audience is. So, you know, talking to people these days, like if you really truly have a passion and you really want to do something and have your own business, go do it. Like, go do it. You know, because awesome. everybody's on a time limit. Everyone's on a time limit. What do you mean by that? Um, honestly, everybody, we're, we all have, we're all going to die at some point. We all don't know when we're going to die. So I live every day as if it's going to be my last. I'm grateful for every day that I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm breathing. So uh, every day that I wake up, I'm going to maximize my opportunity and do everything I can to create a better life for myself and my family. So I just progress on that and I improve on that. Um, and I always make sure that I work on myself at the same time as I'm working on business. So like I said before, you have one life. So why not do it? <clears throat> Yeah. So you, you've mentioned a couple of things that made me think of Jim Rohn, who I, I love listening to, to Jim Rohn and yeah. uh, younger generation that might be listening to this is maybe not heard of him because he, you know, he was again, back more popular when we grew up, but he influenced people like Tony Robbins and, and Ed Milet and folks mm -hmm. that uh, hear about now. Um, but you talked about the difference, like you, you can, you can make a living, right? We can go to work for somebody else like you were and you can make a living. And, and Jim Rohn mm -hmm. says, but if you, if you go into business for yourself, you can make a fortune. And, and so it's worth noting, as you just pointed out, like the, the opportunity is it's there. It's all around us. It's probably never been easier. I started chuckling when you talked about you know, what it takes to start a business. When we, when I started my first business in 99, uh, we needed a pickup and a trailer and a skid loader and tools, shovels and, mm -hmm. and, and had to do labor, right? We had to lace up our boots and put our, our tool belts. And there's still businesses, awesome businesses that are amazing that do that, but there wasn't nearly the opportunity to just have a laptop and an imagination, some creativity, mm -hmm. uh, with, with in Chet Holmes's, uh, words, pig headed discipline and determination. And you can, you can build a thriving business from your studio, essentially from your yes. lab. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Why, why marketing? Um, I like, I like people. I like talking to people. I like meeting new people and I like helping. So one thing that my mom always taught me is to always think about others and always help others when you can. So, you know, one thing growing up is I did a lot on my own because I grew up with just my mom. Um, and I learned a lot how to take care of myself. I learned how to make sure to, you know, think about others before I think about myself. So that kind of that kind of growing up and that kind of mentality that my mom instilled in my brain kind of led me through, you know, kind of got me successful as, as much as I have in my life. 
Um, but it also led me to the marketing aspect because when I worked in healthcare, obviously I helped people because I was a practitioner. I was a physical therapist and worked for sports teams and ran outpatient clinics, but I was always helping people. Um, and along the way, you met a lot of people that were from all walks of life. You know, they were either retired people or they were business people. They were corporate people. They were business owners. But I learned a lot from everybody and I listened and I'm a great listener. And one thing that came out of that is one thing about marketing is it's not about you. It's about them. And you have to be a great listener in marketing because your job, you know, or our job in marketing is to help a business grow, is to, you know, bring in more leads or bring in more sales or bring in more revenue or, you know, help a business grow in some aspect of how they want to grow. And we can't do that by being the person that's not listening and just doing whatever we want to. There's a, you know, 90% 90% of the success in marketing comes from listening to what the client needs and wants. So what I heard was you're a heart-centered entrepreneur that really loves to help people uh, with that knows how to listen with the ability to understand, not just listen for the sake of listening, but listen to with the ability to understand. And so the space you're in is a spot where you can bring those unique parts of you to life to serve yeah. your customer best. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great deal of uh, empathy, emotions in owning your own business. There's a lot of, you know, compassion in owning your own business. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of, you have to really understand it. You really have to put yourself in other people's shoes to, you know, to, to know how they feel. Um, you know, a struggling business coming to you because, you know, they found you on Google and they've been screwed over, you know, so many times with other marketing agencies. How are you going to be different? What are you going to do to make yourself different from that, from those other agencies? Well, a simple gesture of empathy and compassion in what they're telling you is going to make a huge difference of you getting that client because you're going to be the first agency that actually sat there and listened and understood their, their emotions and feelings of getting screwed over that many times. Do you, hmm. so what, what type of clients do you work with? Is it, is it uh, folks in the digital space online? Do you work with brick and mortars um, service industry? Um, Uh, Primarily we work with, primarily we work with addiction treatment facilities across the, across the nation. Um, That's our primary client base. Uh, We do work with, you know, some HVAC companies, we work with some restaurants, we, you know, we have a lot of we have some, uh, you know, quite a deal of small businesses that we work with. Um, but our primary, you know, substance of our company is addiction treatment facilities. Interesting. So as you look back, what, how, how did you end up specifically in that space? My business partner, uh, my business partner is, you know, a re- you know, uh, a recovering addict. You know, he lives through, you know, he struggles through sobriety for, you know, all his life, and um, that's how he knows a lot of people in the industry. And he brought me in because of my expertise in in digital marketing and healthcare. Uh, so, um, so here we are. We've we've grown it exponentially over the past three years since we started working together. So, that's awesome. Um, yep. I, I can, so I can see the connection, how the 
given his background and experience with with the two of you kind of it meshes together well to 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 have this sort of company so very cool that it's that it, it's a good fit and it's a yeah strong niche so yes for 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 listeners that are in business um and, mm-hmm. and it's a broad topic man there's uh, but where do we okay so i've got a business the leads aren't coming in regularly i'm not sure what the best first thing to do is what's the best first thing to do Um, I would say really to, I, I think if you you have a struggling business and you feel like you've done everything you can, I think it's time to take a step back and go to your basics and self-reflect and go back and see what you've done and go back and analyze everything you've done. Maybe bring in a mentor or somebody to take a look at your business and kind of give you an honest opinion. Because a lot of times when when a business fails, or when we fail as people, we're the main reason um, uh, in some aspect or form. And I'm honest with you, I'm like, because we are our own worst enemy because we don't see our own faults. We might feel like we're doing everything the way it's supposed to be done. But the reality of that, that, you know, situation, the only an outsider would, would know. And that's when bringing somebody in that you fully trust and that is going to be honest with you, not sugarcoat it. You know, you can't have somebody come in that cares so much about you. They don't want to hurt your feelings. I want somebody to come in and bash me. Honestly, I want somebody to tell me how bad I'm doing or that I'm arrogant or I'm an asshole or, you know, my my interaction with people sucks <laughs> because yeah. that harsh reality is the only way you're going to change. Yeah, it's so love what you said, because you didn't you didn't try and give some magic wand marketing tip what you said was step back and and analyze like okay if something's not working let's let's figure out why um <clears throat> john maxwell has a saying and you just you just hit on it um we're we're, we're hard to lead ourselves right it's the self-management is the hardest and we judge others by their actions but we judge ourselves by our intentions right so it may feel like we're doing the right thing because we intend to but maybe that's not always the case um and then on mm-hmm. Uh, something else you said, it's this notion that you need somebody that's going to come in and treat you with kindness. And I say it that way because there's a distinction between being nice and being kind. And I don't want somebody that, as you said, I don't want somebody that's going to come in and try and make me feel good and be nice to me. I need somebody that's going to do the kindest thing for me, which oftentimes is just to tell the cold, hard, brutal truth. Like, hey, Todd, here's the big blind spot that you tend to ignore every single time. You need to get your head on straight. So, Good, oh, awesome true. tips. Yeah, it's true. One hundred percent. Cool, cool, cool. So, when when's the big date? Uh, October fourth this year. October fourth this year, uh, and yes. I'm, I'm transitioning from business uh, to to a little bit of personal stuff. So, October fourth, and are, are you are you having a big wedding? Is it a getaway? What what what's it look like? Um, it's not a. I mean, it's not a big wedding. It's an average size wedding. Uh, this is my second. This is her, um, my fiance's first. So we're doing kind of everything for her. I tried to yeah. convince her to elope, but she, her family was not all about that because I mean, an interesting fact about my fiance, she is the first born female in 150 years. I'm just letting that sink in. I'm like, yeah, let's that sink in for a second. <laughs> I know wow. it's crazy. Yeah. So the this wedding is a big deal. 
<laughs> no pressure, Brian. No, no, no pressure at all. <laughs> uh, so, so that being said, so you, um, you're a business owner. You, you, you got the wedding come up, coming up. There's planning going on. Uh, you, you, you got kids, children from uh, from previous marriage. How do you keep it all in play? How do you balance it all? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question, Todd. Um, <clears throat> like I said, my sanity is the gym. A lot of <laughs> it. Um, and one thing I've learned over the years is that uh, I talk a lot about it. So one thing that my fiance told me when we first met, um, and she's like, you have to use your words because I'm not a mind reader. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. one per- and I'm a person that historically compartmentalizes. I hold everything in and then one day it just becomes a nuclear bomb. And then I just kind of like blow up. So uh, in the past three years that I've been with her, I've been a much better person because I listen to her and she makes me talk. You know, it's good to have that, that partnership, whether it's professional or personal, you know, um, yep. that somebody is your, you know, yin to your yang. Um, and yeah, communication is so key. And I was just talking to a friend of mine about this and I'm like, you know what? Successful businesses or any success didn't come from silence. Right. So there's yeah. always been a communication, <laughs> whether it's good or bad communication, like, but the success came from having some type of communication, you know, key. Uh, And that's so important in any relationship. You have to communicate whether it's good or bad. You have to communicate. Um, And that's the only way you're going to win. Yes. Uh, A couple, a couple of things coming to mind. One is, uh, you know, thinking of a a pot of water on the heat. And if you don't pull that lid off before it gets to 212 degrees to let something out, let some steam out somewhere, it's going to boil over. Right. And so what you just described was, for those of us that have ever compartmentalized and just kept tucking things away and tucking things away without taking the lid off to let some yeah. steam off somewhere, it's going to get, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. The other thing and I think that happens. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it doesn't benefit anybody when it gets to that point. Right. Right. And the, the, there's a flip side to it where there's, you know, if you keep things in the dark and covered up long enough, they get moldy and just turn to crap essentially, mm-hmm. right? They, they decompose. Yeah. So that's, that's the other side of it. And I've seen it, I guess I've seen it go both ways. So thanks. Thanks for Absolutely. that insight. Oh, not a problem. Ryan, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're headed for the landing strip as we get there. I'm curious. Uh, first, um, if there were one important or impactful question you would leave with the listeners, what, what ought we be thinking about? Um, a question? Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I've never had that. Um, I would say, what would you do? What would you do 20 years from now if you didn't do what you wanted to do today? What would you do 20 years from now if you didn't do what you wanted to do today? Yes. That <laughs> I love it. That's, that's a little bit more complex than than a lot. So I'm, I, I love it. I get to unpack that one and ponder it. Thank you, Brian. For no, our no listeners, 
for our listeners that would like to get in contact with you, maybe just have some marketing questions, uh, just like your communication style, have some live questions. Uh, what's, the, what's the best way to find you? Um, you can find me on all social, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. I'm kind of new on TikTok. I finally, <laughs> I finally bought in. <laughs> so I'm on there a little bit. But mm-hmm. mostly Facebook and Instagram, you can reach me by email uh, if you want to ask me any questions. Um, I don't know how you want to, you want me to just give it on here. I can. Sure, it's completely uh, up to you, whatever you're comfortable okay. with. Yeah. So my email is Brian, spelled with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, at C-T-R-L, digitalmarketing.com. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Brian, thanks. You, and, and thank you so much for being on today. I, I just appreciate your time and your wisdom. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Todd. Thank I really appreciate you. I'm very grateful that you had me on. Been a pleasure. Listeners, thank you. By the way, everybody, today's show is being brought to you by Todd Hall's Coaching, LLC. You can support us by supporting them. Just go to www.coachtodhalls.com. With that, I'm going to leave you with whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart. Remember, you can. Until next time, be bold. Be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.